Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa. Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa is the senior pastor and visioneer of Holy Hill Chapel, Assemblies of God. An anointed, energetic, and practical teacher, this servant of God will inspire you with practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. I said you should clap your hands for the Lord Jesus, not for me. David said in Psalm 34 verse 1, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so as long as we are alive, we will not stop thanking God for his marvelous works in our lives. And so tonight we have returned again to give glory to Jesus for all that he keeps doing for us. And what he's here to do in our lives. Let's celebrate the Lord once again. And so, in a short while, we're going to be listening to testimonies. Somebody shout testimonies. And I want you to know that whatever testimony you are about to listen to tonight can be replicated in your life if you can only connect by your heart and by your faith. Give Jesus a clap offering as we watch the screens for the testimonies. Hello, people of God. My name is Dolapo Ebody, and I'm here to testify the delivery of God for academic curse broken by the power of God. At a very young age, I discovered that firstborns in my family, they don't graduate from university. They will be very close to it, but something will just mysteriously happen, and they will just lose it. In 1998, one of my uncle, who was almost graduating, suddenly just lost his life like that. And sometime in 2009, Another older cousin who had an abortion in her final year lost her life as a result. And my eyes started opening to spiritual realities in 2011 when my uncle also, who was supposed to travel out of the country to complete his study abroad, also suddenly ran mad. And everything became very clear to me that I had a battle to fight. In 2013, I actually came to Ghana to, for my university studies. And right there in my first year, I lost my dad. So paying school fees became very difficult. And it took a lot, a whole lot of struggle to be able to pass through university, through, through menial jobs, and also through help from friends and family. I was able to scale through a little, but I still had a lot of struggles. And I was supposed to graduate in 2016, but I eventually graduated in 2019. Just few days before my graduation before my final exam i was invited to this church in 2019 by a friend and it was at the second um, night of the night of vengeance so while praying that night i just saw myself in a trance i was trying to climb up a ladder while i was trying to climb up someone was pulling me up another one was dragging me down but eventually the person who was up there prevailed and then i came to realization then on the eve of my final exam, I read all night because I just wanted to just pass the exam and be happy that I finished. Then I discovered that as at the exam has always been seven o'clock, but that particular eleven o'clock, but that particular exam was seven o'clock. But I was still thinking it is eleven o'clock. So because of that, even up till uh, some minutes before nine, I was still reading. 
until a friend just called me that Olapo, where are you? I said, Oh, I'm still in and she said, Oh, she just left the exam all that I need to start running up to school so that I will be able to meet up with the exam. So I quickly made my way to school, got to school, and normally in my school, the moment you miss the first 30 minutes, you are not allowed to write the exam anymore. But miraculously, I was able to write that exam, and I didn't just write it, I was able to pass in flying colors. And to the glory of God, I am the first born graduate in my family. I didn't just graduate. After that, two of my younger cousins have also graduated, who are also firstborns. That actually signifies that the curse has been broken finally in my family. So I believe in miracles. So should you. Let's celebrate the Lord for this testimony of academic curse broken in the name of Jesus. Let's please take the next testimony. Praise the Lord. My name is um, Samuel Trump, and I'm a footballer. I'm here to testify about how God miraculously healed my knee. So on the 22nd of August 2018, I was playing football and I got injured. Now, I was substituted and I realized that my knee was swollen. So after the game, I was sent home and whilst home, I realized there is no first aid home. But the Holy Spirit prompted me to apply my mantle, that is an handkerchief that my spiritual father, Reverend Dr. Kujubatim Bempa, has sprayed on, and the oil. So I applied both on my knee. Then I prayed based on a revelation that we were taught in church by my spiritual father, Reverend Dr. Kujubatim Bempa, that in heaven there is a department store like a warehouse where human body parts can be sent to people. So I pray that the angel of the Lord should come and fix my knee for me, and I slept. Now, while sleeping, I had a vision, and in the vision, I saw myself in the church, and there was praise and worship going on, but I could not dance. And a friend came to me, and he was like, why am I not dancing? I told him, my knee is paining me, so he said I should follow him. He held my hands, and we came out. Now, as we came out of the auditorium, I saw six nurses. Two approached me, and one came straight to me. And was, she was like, um, she has been sent to come and heal my knee. And I was like, oh, this thing is, it needs surgery. He said, uh, it has been paid for. And she pulled her hands from her pocket and brought out a golden flax. Now in the flax, there is something that looks like honey. And she used a syringe to pull out the honey and place it inside my mouth. So I asked her, what is that? And she said, oh, this is a form of anesthesia. And she brought another golden cup out. In it, there is a syringe. And she placed that syringe on my knee, the affected part, and started pulling it. Now, something like a darkish, bloodish substance started coming out. And after she was like, it is done. Um, when I wake up, I should drink communion and take a painkiller. So, all of a sudden, I realized both of them have disappeared. And I wake up. So, as I wake up, I check my knee and I went back to sleep. Now, 6 o'clock in the morning, I wake up again. I realized that everything is gone. The pain, wow. the swelling, everything is gone. So, I was like, oh, then I'm cool. Yes. A week later, I went to test my knees and see whether I can run. I went to the field. 
I realized I was jogging, sprinting, kicking, and walking. Everything was fine. So after the running, I sat down to watch a match that was being played. Now, as I was sitting down, I felt some drops coming from my knee, and I realized that it was the same bloody substance that I saw in the dream. And I realized mm, that means what I saw in the dream really manifested. So I want to thank God Hallelujah. for the healing. And Hallelujah. today, I can feel my knee, everything is working so well. And I thank God for what he has done for me. So I believe in miracle. So should you. Church, let's join our brother in giving thanks to God. And it confirms what our father said. He said, there is a miracle solution to every challenge of life. And tonight you shall receive your own. Give Jesus a resounding clap of praise as we take the next testimony. I'm here to testify of Miracle Baby after several miscarriages. I got married in 2012. And within the first year, to the glory of God, I got pregnant. But unfortunately, around three months down the line, I lost the pregnancy. And doctors tried to no, explain why it happened and I understood it and it was fine. But a few months after I conceived again and within three months again I lost it. This time I didn't think that it was normal. I knew something was wrong. So I started taking everywhere that our bishop preaching very seriously. As he declared miracle baby, I took it seriously. I received them. I sold all seeds. I took my wedding rings as seed. I did everything we were being taught in the church by my father, Ren Dr. Seriously. So after another incident, I got pregnant again. And this happened after one day we had closed from church. I had gone to work in the office, counted my money. Then as I was waiting for the second service money, in a trance, I saw an angel deliver two babies to my husband. And I knew that was it. Within that same month, truly, I got pregnant. Bishop didn't know about it, but within the end of about second month, he called myself with other team of pastors and said, we're going to Papoyedipo's place, that's Kenya land. And he said, we should pray and believe God. Whatever thing we're expecting, we'll receive it. So we kept praying at dawn when we went to Kenya land. The second night after praying, as I slept, I saw a man come to work on my tummy. And after that, he said it was done. Then, I, and I really believed it was done. So within, when we came back from Nigeria, within a short while, it was about the third month. And as usual, it would have come. The miscarry would have come. But this time, because God had come to work, I did not miscarry. And that was how I gave birth to my miracle baby, the first baby. And within a space of eight months, when I actually didn't even know, not when I had even conceived again, and I received another baby. Then after, then after I said well, I was being careful, and after two years or so, I conceived again the third pregnancy. But this third pregnancy, then something else happened. The latter part in the la uh, last trimester, I started feeling death around me, like someone who was going to die or something. So I went to see Papa when it was time for delivery. He prayed over a bottle of water and gave it to me. I drank it to the glory of God. I gave birth smoothly without any complications. But few hours after the delivery, I saw, I started feeling that sense of death around me again. And I saw someone who had died, a friend of mine who had died just a few months ago, about two months, come close to me and said, I should come and hug him. Then, because I knew he was dead, I started shouting, I, I disallow, I disagree, I disallow. Just when I kept saying that, that human being turned into a strange creature and fled away. And that is how that spirit of death also left me. 
as I testify now to the glory of God, one that miscarried for over four times and believing God for miracle baby. Now I'm a mother of three children and I'm here to give all the glory to God. If you are here and you need the fruit of the womb, this is the moment for you. Your miracle is being delivered in this very moment. In the name of Jesus, let's put our hands together and celebrate the Lord whilst we welcome Minister Mercy to come and share her testimony about supernatural job provision and international open doors. Supernatural growth, people of God. No limitation. Kindly help me thank Jesus, the owner and the builder of this church. And also help me thank God for the life of our father and our mother. Daddy, thank you for this opportunity. Okay, so I want to use this opportunity to thank my father, the bishop, for all what he's done for me. I mean, this, this testimony wouldn't have been possible without his input. So I want to stand here and say, Daddy, God bless you for everything you've done for me. I'm really grateful and I appreciate it. So my name is Mercy Nanaya Kwansa, and I'm here to testify about um, Miracle Job and International Open Doors. Okay, so early this year, I was believing God for a new job because I wanted to resign from my previous job. So I came to inform Daddy about it, and he says I shouldn't resign yet. I should hang in there until I get a new job, then I move out. I wasn't really excited about that, but I had to obey in a way. So I was in there trusting God for a miracle job. So whilst I was waiting on God, a colleague of mine entered into my office one day, and then he said he came across a link of a vacancy in an international organization. And immediately he came across that link. My name came in mind. So he would push that link for me to apply for the job. I took it on a normal grounds. I said, okay, I've heard you, but I didn't take it serious. So this guy then pushed the link to me, and I applied for the position. But while I was applying, I got to realize that the position is for people with master's degree in human resource management and PhD and other HR professional certificates. So upon seeing that, I disqualified myself because I am a degree student. I am still in school offering my degree. I don't have a degree yet. So how will I qualify for this? But thank God for our Father who has been teaching us about faith. So I applied my faith and I said, I will get this job. So I applied for it. And whilst I was waiting, I was praying. So I was there somewhere around um, May and I received an email from the international organization inviting me for an interview. I was so excited. Because after all, my faith has bare fruit. So I got prepared for the interview and then I went in. It was an online interview because the people are outside. So we had the interview and it was successful. And I was told that I'll hear from them on the date for my next interview. I was still waiting. And this time, I waited for a long time. I wasn't hearing anything from them. While I was waiting, I got different offers from people, but that offers wasn't what I was looking for. So I didn't go for any of them. Sometimes I feel a bit stupid for not accepting them because what if these people don't call you and you've made all these um, offers go? 
But I still kept on and I held on to my faith, believing God for them to call me. So finally, they called me, they sent me an email for the interview, and I passed that interview as well. And then I was also sent another email on a discussion for my salaries and my benefits. So once I got that call, I wrote on my prayer request card the salary I was expecting, and then the benefits I want from them. Then I laid it on the altar, and then I sowed the seed on it. Before going, Bishop called, um, it was a Tuesday service, Bishop called for those going for an interview, and then he prayed for us. So as I was going for the interview, I was going in there with confidence and vim that I would get it. Yes. So I got there, the salary was discussed, and then to my amazement, it was more than what I brought to the altar. Oh, Jesus. And, and the benefits to, like, it just blew my mind. And we were 10 people who were um, looking for this position, like candidates who were interviewed for this position. And I believe that all those 10 people had their masters, their PhD, and all. But I am still in school, still offering my degree, and then I still got this position. So once I got the position, I was so happy. And here is the miracle. I was... When I, when I, when I, when I started the, the job, I, I was supposed to go for an orientation. So during the orientation, I was now enlightened on how my job is going to be like. And I was told that I'm not just going to be the HR for the Ghana office, but for three other countries, which is um, Canada, Costa Rica, and Philippines. Wow. wow. So, wow. I want to thank God oh. for this testimony. Oh. Daddy, thank you so much for this opportunity. If you were in yesterday's service and you heard the message that was preached, you would not be envious of our sister's testimony. You would rather get more excited once you believe God for your own miracle. Church, let's give a shout of praise unto the Lord. Powerful. You want to do it better for Holy Hill Mass Choir? They've been rehearsing all night for these days and trusting God for a powerful ministration event tonight. Clap your hands for the once again. Last time. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody say God is able. If you believe God is able, just wave your hands. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. He's a good God. Oh, 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 oh. God, you exceedingly, abundantly, above all, all you could ask or think. According to the power that works in you, in you, God is able to do just what He said He will do. He's gonna fulfill. Every promise to you Don't give up on God 
Cause he won't give up on you He's able Come on, somebody scream if you believe God's able Oh, he's able
Don't give up on God Cause he won't give up on you He's able Yes, she is
thank God for his goodness. Yeah. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. All my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lift my head. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yeah, cause all my love you have been faithful. How many grateful people are in the house? Yeah, and all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able of. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Sing, I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I have known you as a
you ought to sing this. Hey, again, yes, it's running after. It's running after me. If you believe God, I sing good to you, sing it. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. When my life lay down, I surrender. And we give you everything. Your goodness is running after me. All my life. All my life. Lift your voice all over this room. Come on, lift it up. Has it been painful to you? Lift it up. Personalize it to your life. You know where you are coming from and know how God has been good to you. Don't camouflage it. Don't camouflage it. Be sincere. Lift it up one more time. All my life. Come on. You believe he's been faithful to you. Lift it up.
Hold on. Something is about to happen. Oh! This is your song tonight. That's some my change is coming tonight. Do you believe your change is coming? Let's do it. Mm, well, it's a simple song. And it's happened to me, you said How can you smile when the world is crumbling down? And I said, here's my secret mm-hmm. When I wanna cry I take a look around And see I'm getting by Now just a hold on Hold on The change is coming Change is coming Hold on Hold on Don't worry Don't worry about a thing Say hold on Hold on Say you This morning, this place was electrified. Before you finish writing another revelation, another one hit you. Somebody said, after Bishop Noel leaves, it will take us days to meditate and to be able to grab the main points. Every man, the man is too loaded that when he even hollers, there is a revelation. My God. The Bible said in Proverbs 25, 25, ask cold waters to a thirsty soul. So is good news from a far country. Wow. So a message that comes from a far country is like being on the Sahara Desert without water for days. And then when water hits you, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the preacher's preacher. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Stand on your feet as you welcome the indefatigable. Papa Noah, the 93 year old man who is like a 60 year old God. Change is coming. Hold on. Don't worry. Say hold on. You can make it. Hold on. Everything. Everything. Say hold on. Your change is coming. It's gonna be alright. Come on, somebody. Put it up, ladder. Do it, do it. Come on, say. We want to do this party and I say, say, la la. Somebody came to praise the Lord. Somebody came to celebrate. Somebody came to lift him up. He's worthy of all of our praises. A little more treble sound, man, if you can. Just a little more treble, if you will. Take somebody's hand, if you will. Reach for somebody near you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're touching someone who is touching Jesus. And the victory is already won. Father, we come in the name of Jesus and we honor you. We exult, we exalt, we lift up, we macrograph your holy name. And we thank you because you have been good to us. You have smiled on us. And you have kept us from so many devastating things. So we just come to give you praise and give you glory. We come to lift up your name above every name. We come to declare that you are God all by yourself. And we thank you for the grace that you have given to us. We don't deserve it, but we thank you for it. Because you've been so good and so wonderful. Squeeze those hands. I squeeze joy in these hands. I squeeze victory in these hands. Financial prosperity in these hands. I squeeze healing in these hands. Wisdom in these hands. I squeeze joy in these hands. And I claim the victory for you right now. And if you believe God, 
loose your hands and give God the glory. I don't know what you come to do. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord to your illustrious pastor, to the indubitable Dr. Bempa. Amen. Celebrate your pastor. Celebrate his wife. Amen. And to, yes, thank you very much. And to all of the, my fellow yoke servants in the vineyard, to everyone who expostulates the word of God on any level. If you even teach Sunday school, if you just talk to somebody on the street and they're blessed because of what you had to say, then very definitely you spoke the word of God. You bless somebody and that's what it's all about. To this great man of God, certainly I have had a marvelous time here, just enjoying all of the hospitality and the kindness and it's just been marvelous. And to my brothers who came with me to all of these illustrious preachers that came across the big pond to come and be with me I thank God for them, amen my prophets, my, my sons and we honor them and we just give God praise for them now leadership is critical very critical in Isaiah the Lord said I'm going to do something I'm going to take away the artificer. I'm going to take away the creative person. I'm going to take away the leaders of 50, the leaders of 100. I'm going to take away all the leaders. And when God takes away leadership, it's a judgment. Should I say that again? There is nothing more significant in the framework of God's intention than for God to raise up individuals who bless other people. God is the only one I know who can take a whole human being and fit them and form them so that they can be a blessing to somebody else. God is the only one I know who can give human beings as gifts to other people in order to promulgate and to perpetuate his rule. He raises up people. And when you have somebody who intentionally loves you and cares about you enough to preach to you every Sunday. Can I, can I just talk about that for a minute? <laughs> while you are out shopping, while you're buying Gucci and Louboutin, Charles Jordan, while you're out buying Givenchy, uh, the poor pastor is working really hard to get a word from the Lord. While you are enjoying yourself on a Saturday night, he is in front of the books, sweating to get a word from the Lord. It's an interesting dynamic that he has to have one foot in the problem and one foot in the solution or he's not going to be relevant. See, a lot of times preachers tell you what they know, but not what you need. Do you understand what I just said? In order for 
any one of us to be relevant, we have to have one foot in the problem. We have to know what you're dealing with, what you're going through. And then we have to have one foot in the solution, which is the word of God, so that we can find an answer to the dilemma. Now, it's interesting that you can't ask a question while the pastor is doing his discourse. So that means while he is studying, the Lord has to tell him what is needed in the congregation. And listen to this. Here is one man speaking to thousands of people and everybody believes that he's talking just to them. It's one voice with a multitude of people. But that voice has to connect to the point where you as an individual in way in the corner, you believe he's just talking to you. Only God can take a voice and make it sound like multitudinous movements of the Holy Spirit. And he has taken one voice. I want you to give God praise for all of these leaders, for every pastor, every pastor's wife. Oh, give God the glory. Thank God. I thank you for leadership. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I, I want to begin to talk about the pastor's wife and, and how she has to share her husband. Who would want to share a husband with all of y'all? <laughs> I'm making trouble now. Uh, she has to share him with everybody. Everybody. And it gets to be difficult sometimes. Because I remember in my... Oh, I see now. Amen. So we thank God for the spirit that she has and, and her love for him and for all of you. It's just a marvelous thing. I want you to go with me to St. John's Gospel tonight. And, and we worked hard this morning. I believe it was this morning. And I'm, and I'm, I'm really very, 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 very tired. Yeah, I'm realizing I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm not, it used to be I could do this and fly out of here and preach somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else uh, but anyway so I want you to notice very carefully in John chapter 11 how John is making a point that may be a little subtle but if you go closely you will see I'm going to read a little bit so I'll read quickly now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, why is he spending so much time trying to get us to know which Lazarus it was? All right, so he continues. He says, therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, 
he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now here is John again very subtly saying, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now, it would seem to me, if John is making a case of how much Jesus loved Lazarus, then it would seem to me that upon hearing that he was sick, immediately Jesus should have had his way. It would seem to me, put it another way, there were certain people in the church that the pastor has to do their funeral. Now, he doesn't do everybody's funeral, I don't. But there are certain people that you just have to do the funeral because of their proximity to the organization and their proximity to the things that you do. So you're expected, your chairman or your board or somebody like that. And when somebody is sick, you're looking for the pastor right away. And yet John is making a case of how much Jesus loves Lazarus. But Jesus isn't moving quickly to see about the one he loved. Mm. After that, he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples sent him, Master, the Jews of late, they are seeking or they sought to stone you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see, I'm still working out this kind of stuff. He said, sought to stone thee, and thou goest thither again. Jesus answered, there are twelve hours in the day. If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that, he saith unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him from sleep. The disciples said, well, if he's sleeping, he's okay. Since he's sleeping, how be Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead and I am glad. I wonder, I wonder how many times I've been in financial trouble or physical trouble and the Lord said Noel is sick and I am glad <laughs> I wonder how many times I have had financial trouble and the Lord said Noel is broke and I I'm glad. Noah lost his job. And I am glad. Noah is over there crying over losing a dog. And I 
am glad. I'm glad because I'm going to get some glory. I'm going to get some glory. It is interesting. Then, then, then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, uh, unto his fellow uh, disciples, let us go also uh, that we may die with him. You see how negative he is. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was now to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to confront them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto him, thy brother shall rise again. She said, I know that he shall rise again. And he's going to rise again in the last, in the resurrection at the last, I think it is the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And of course, he continues and then Mary comes and says the same thing. And then Jesus gets over now to the tomb. And when he gets over to the tomb, he, of course, cried a little bit there. And he was broken. And... He finally says, <laughs> he says to them, do you really believe? Because if you believe, you're going to see the glory of God. And then, of course, he hollers, Lazarus, come forth. He prays, then he calls for Lazarus. I want you to look at somebody like you're angry with them. I want you to look at them dead in the face and tell them, come forth. You've been in that state long enough. Come forth. When you approach the word of God and particularly dealing with John. He is concerned and he's adamantly concerned about our concept of Christ. And that concern is evident in all of his writings. If you notice very carefully in the book of John, he never ever mentions his name. Never does he speak of himself in the first person. He doesn't mention his name. He speaks of himself as the whole epistathos, the one who reclined against his Buddhism. He speaks of himself as the other disciple. He speaks of himself as the disciple who Jesus loves. But he never one time mentions his name. It is said of John that, the book of John, that John is never visible and Jesus is never invisible. Because he is promoting and showing that Jesus Christ is the substratum, the very basis for our existence. So that means now that 
the greater creature has to communicate with the lesser creature. And that is, in order for us to understand anything about God, it is God who has to initiate the conversation. No man comes except the father suru, the father drag. And so the communication that is essential is man has to hear from God because if he does not hear from God, he is doomed. Let me put it another way. God is everywhere, but he is nowhere if he doesn't reveal himself somewhere. You can be in the presence of God all your life. And if he doesn't reveal himself to you, you will act as if he never existed. One of the marvelous things that each one of us can declare is when God speaks to us. Because without that communication, every single one of us is doomed. So in the beginning then was the word and the word was with God and the word was a God. And it is clear then that the word in John 1 and 1 is our introduction to the logos. When you're dealing now with logos and you're dealing now with that thought of God, uh, the logos, the thought. Mm. And in order for there to be a thought, you have to have a thinker. And God then becomes that thought. Now, if I'm dealing then with the word of God as a thought, then I have to understand that logos is a spirit. And the first form of the word of God is spirit. In the beginning was the word and the word was press with God. And the word was God and God is a spirit. It's the first form of the word then is spirit. When you understand that, then you grasp that the logos now is in intimate relationship with God. It is the most intimate communion. He is not separate from God. The logos is God. So it is distinct and superfinite. It is deity in and of itself. The logos then becomes the creative power. Everything that's ever created is created by the logos. Let there be light. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. So then the first form of the word of God, the first form has to be spirit. The spirit word or the logos was God. And then all of a sudden we get down to verse 14. And he says, and the word became flesh. And dwelt among us flesh creatures and we beheld the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. The reason it's full of grace is because he is giving us something we don't deserve. And that's called unmerited favor. Nobody in here. I wish. Uh, let's have for a little conversation. If we're out eating, we could have this conversation. Is there anybody here who could renegotiate with God on the issue of grace? And is there anybody here who is living so well and is so holy and so wonderful that you can say to God now, Lord, let us renegotiate this question of grace. 
I want to go by merit. I want to go by what I deserve. So let's renegotiate. I'm too holy. I'm holier than the rest of these people. And I just want to go by merit. I'm so good that I can show you my record and you move according to the record that I show you. There is nobody in here who can say to God, let's renegotiate because you stand in grace. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, to, to the individual who will not approach God because you're looking at your record, I've got news for you. I don't care how good you think your record is. It's like filthy rags in his sight because your righteousness is like filthy rags in his sight. What he wants me to do is give up who I am, take on his mind, and become who he wants me to be according to his own edict and his own declaration in his word. He wants me to stop looking at my brother and take a look at Jesus. Because once you take a look at Jesus, you'll stop feeling like you're the cat's meow and the dog's bow wow. If you take one look at Jesus, it'll humble you. It'll bring you down to your knees for you to understand that to be like him is what Christianity is all about. It is not a religion of rules. It's a religion of relationship. Ah, I feel like preaching. I'm already there. Uh, it's a critical piece now because the word became flesh and the word now dwelt among us flesh creatures and we beheld now here is an interesting dynamic you've got the word in its first form it's in spirit and then the second form is what we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth now what happens is that word becomes incarnate that word becomes flesh now understand this it is not passive it didn't say the word was made flesh the word became flesh which means that it is a voluntary act oh yes in order to reveal who God is as long as the word is in spirit form we don't know what and how it looks but when the word is incarnate then we get a chance to see how God would operate in our space. So we beheld the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here is a little clue to where we're going now, and that is he creates in order to reveal. There is no revelation except there be a creation in order to show who he is. Can I go over it again? God is living in eternity, in the canyons of eternity. And there is nobody to behold his beauty because nobody created him he created everything that there is so for i don't know millions i don't know millions multi-millions of years it's god and god alone before he made an angel before he made lucifer before he did anything it's god and god alone in order then for him to reveal who he is he has to create in order to reveal 
And this is critical now because the only reason you are alive is because God wants you to know who he is. The only reason you're alive is to praise God and to worship and lift him up. And the truth is, you were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Which means there never was a time, quote unquote, in the existence of God that you weren't on his mind. Can I say that again? There never, uh, let me do it this way. He is eternal, which means he has no beginning. He's eternal, he has no end. He always existed. But he is also omniscient, which means that he has always had all knowledge. There was no time in the existence of God that he didn't have all knowledge. So when did he choose you? When did he choose you? It's an anthropomorphic term to describe to the human being an action that really didn't take place. When did he choose? He has no beginning. He's always existed. And he always existed with all knowledge. <sighs> Which means, before he created Lucifer, he had you in his mind. So why are you sitting taking a back seat to the devil when God had already chose you before he even created the devil? The devil has to take a back seat to the Get out of my house. Get out of my child. Get out of my money. Get out of my job. Get out. Because I have the authority, the excusia, and the dunamis. The dunamis gives me, through the Holy Spirit, the power, inherent power. But then God turns around and says, okay, I'll give you the dunamis to write a check, but you don't have the excusia to sign it. You can write my check, but I'm the only one who can sign it. When you have the dunamis and you have the excusia, you can tell the devil where to get off and he better get off. Uh, I wish I had somebody who understood what I was saying. Uh, have I told you touch your neighbor yet? Uh, it's coming. We'll wait for that. It's a critical piece now because when we understand this, we understand that the reality and totality of his human nature and his glory is on display. Anytime you see that incarnate word, it now becomes visible to the eye of the natural man. And he is now the God of only begotten and what does that do that stresses the nature and the very character of the relationship he was in the shekinah glory in open display because god only begotten which is in the bosom of the father he has declared him so we've got the first form which is spirit we've got the second form which is incarnate and i want to propose to you that there is a third form of the word and in order to do that we've got to run over to john the epistle and he extends the contact 
that they had with the incarnate word. You and I weren't there when Jesus walked the earth. We were not there. So we missed the physical approach or the physical relationship because we were not there. So how is it then that we can become a part of that experience? Well, here's what John says. That which was from the beginning, not the beginning of time now, but the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He says, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands having handled the word of life. And he continues, for the life which is spirit, was manifested, became flesh, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was incarnate, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. He is telling me then that which we have seen and heard, we declare it unto you. So here's what I've got. His declaration is the written word, which is association was with the incarnate word, which is a revelation of the spirit word. Can I go over that again? The, what I have is the declaration, and that is the Bible. But the Bible is the declaration of John's association with the incarnate word, which is a revelation and manifestation of the spirit word. So I've got the spirit word, I've got the written word, and I've got the incarnate word of God. Oh, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I want you to understand something. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. I am the bread of life. Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Simon said, well, you know, I think we're, we're very sophisticated people and uh, what are we going to do? We're going to eat him? I mean, really? What is he talking about here? You got to eat my flesh, drink my blood. Uh, something radically wrong with that. Uh, he said, what and if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? I guess you said, there goes the lunch, there goes dinner. Uh, dinner's gone. He said, let me tell you something. He said, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Oh, I feel some pushing me already. Oh, I feel a little church coming on today. The spirit of the incarnate word has life. The spirit of the written word has life. Only the package is different. You see, when you go to buy bread, you don't eat the package. You tear open the package and you take out the bread you better watch that spare devil you better watch that spare you better watch how you go poking around on that calvary's cross because you're gonna poke something you can't handle you're gonna kill the body but it's gonna release some power that you don't know anything about i've got news for you 
the greatest miracle that Jesus ever wrought was when he did not come down from the cross uh, y'all sit down y'all sit down please please uh, I'll blow a fuse if y'all get up too quick <laughs> it, 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 seriously the spirit of the incarnate word has life when I walked up and look in my bible it's a different package but it is just as powerful because it, it has to be accepted if you accept one you've got to accept all because all of them are intertwined into one so now for the first time here's what you can do that you can eat the bread but who is the baker God is the baker, Jesus is the bread, and the Bible is the recipe. Anytime you get into your Bible, you can mix up anything you want on a spiritual level. Because God is the baker, Jesus is the bread, and the Bible is the recipe. Uh, I'm almost there. Uh, anyhow. You see, so now you understand that the word then, the personal manifestation, is not a part of the divine nature, but it is whole and completely deity. So the word then is the first of all the principles of divine self-manifestation. That's why God is logos. And what that means is he has his own advertising agency nobody can advertise God like God nobody can set up a situation in order to give you a revelation like God Paul Tillich said this and I quote he says the ground uh, is not only an abyss in which every form disappears it is the source from which every form emerges the ground of being God has a character of self-manifestation that is not something added to divine life it is the divine life itself so unquote so God then is logical and he includes logos as the medium of creation the logos for the perfect of manifestation so here's what and how we put it the dynamics then of revelation is in a situation in order to get revelation you have to have a situation but you can't determine the situation that's going to bring the revelation it's God who determines the situation that's going to bring the revelation if you are going to find out that he is the resurrection and the life then somebody's got to die I wish you were with me I, I, I'm working with you uh, if, if you're going to find out that I am the resurrection and the life then somebody's got to die and here is the interesting thing and that is God does not give revelation to folk who don't love him oh, are you seeing where I'm going that means then somebody in his family somebody 
anybody among his friends has got to die in order for him to show his resurrection and the life. Uh, I need you just to look at your neighbor and say what you're going through right now is a setup. Uh, God's setting you up. Uh, you're crying over it, but God is saying he is hurt and I'm glad because I'm going to get some glory. I'm going to get some glory out of this. Uh, I'm almost there, young man. I'm almost there. I blow a fuse, I tell you. It's critical to understand this then, that the, the very rhema then now is about the logos in the history of Revelation. So here you are living a day-to-day -day existence and God sets this up so he can show you this. That's now one event. Then he sets you up again so he can show you something else and now that now adds to your experience so as he sets things up to reveal himself you end up with a history of revelation because he set up the situation in order to give you revelation he set up a situation and in order to give revelation and we called it Jehovah Nisi uh, the Lord is our banner he set up a situation for revelation and called it Jehovah Rofika the Lord that healeth thee he set up a situation for revelation and called it Jehovah Shalom the Lord is my peace now you understand we don't name it before he does it he does it and then we name it he set up a situation for revelation and called it Jehovah's Sikhanu he set up a situation for revelation and called it Jehovah Jireh he set up a situation for revelation and called it Jehovah Roa he set up a situation for revelation and he called him Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins I feel like having church here uh, touch your neighbor for the second time and say neighbor uh, you're, you're being set up you're being set up you're being set up and when you know you're being set up you don't wait till the battle's over you praise him right now I feel like having church it's a critical thing now because we now can go look at Lazarus and see what was going on you see John is very careful to let them know that this is Jesus intentionally staying away I gotta stay away why because I'm about to give a revelatory experience that's going to handle Christianity until I return every funeral every sad moment every downtime we hold on to the fact that he is the resurrection and the life and he had to do it with one of his friends I got news for you you ain't going through because you're an enemy you're going through because you're a friend and when you're a friend of Jesus he gives you revelatory experiences that the enemy does not get how 
many times have you been through something and you came out stronger than when you went in? The enemy thought he had you dead. He thought you were finished. And all of a sudden you pop up on a higher level because God said I put you through to reveal myself and I want you to know me for yourself I don't want you to take somebody else's testimony to decide who I am I want you to know me I can keep you in a dark place I can stand with you in the lion's den I can go with you into the fiery furnace and you won't even smell of smoke I can stand beside you in the most difficult situation and give you joy in the middle of sorrow when I reveal myself it changes your dynamics when I reveal myself you'll move in another direction why because you've got a personal contact so you had to cry I'm not sentimental because I know where I'm taking you so you had to lose something in order to gain more of me well you're gonna have to lose it because I am principal in your life oh they don't let's make a deal God God said I'm gonna put you through and when I put you through you hope you remain under until I release you but when you come back they will know you have been with Jesus I'm almost there it is critical then to understand that he was showing them who this people were he was showing them this is the Mary this is the Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment wiped his feet with her here now that's a conversation we're gonna have one day when we're not all in this plenary session and that is him sitting down and her bending down to wipe his feet with her hair now we wouldn't have put that in the bible we say man that that's a real funny way to look at jesus sitting there and the woman is bent down and wiping his feet with her hair uh, that that's scandalous it looks to me Um, I don't think we need to put that in the Bible but they put it in the Bible because they didn't have our hang ups they realize who he is and how he's being treated and they enjoyed what was going his way except for a little fellow called Judas and he turned around and said why are you stopping this woman from giving me worship let me tell you something you can't let other people determine how you worship the God you serve you can't let other people decide when you're going to raise your hands and when you're going to give God some glory let me tell you this I'm going to holler whenever I want to Uh, can I preach like I feel it Uh, you come in here and you have uh, you have the best car and you have the best house you have the most voluptuous wife and here I am by myself ain't got nothing and I come to the house of God looking for a blessing and you want me to be sophisticated and act as if I have everything going my way the devil is a liar I'm gonna run a 
praise check before I sit down and if you don't know how to praise him then I'm sit somewhere else because I need a blessing from the Lord and I'm gonna holler till I get it I'm gonna holler I get it. The conflict here now becomes a conflict of grief and faith. Whenever there's grief, it stands in the way of faith. That's why Martha is saying to Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died wrong. I intended for him to die she's very practical she's a doer she's traditionally everything has to be in its place and at the right time and when I called you Lord you should have come but the Lord is saying to her I told you if you would believe you would get a chance to see the glory of the Lord on display isn't it all right to go through something in order to get that revelation that the God you serve is able to do all things and to work out your situation with joy and gladness aren't you glad that when folk put you down and wrote you off the Lord used that time to bring you closer to him and give you a fresh anointing Jesus said, she said, I'm going to come back in the last day. But I heard the Lord say, the last day is now. Because I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me shall never die. Can I preach like I feel it? Give somebody a high five and say, neighbor, do you believe? Do you really believe that weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning do you believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper I feel like having some church in here I feel a little church coming on give somebody high fives and neighbor your future is right now your blessing is right now your financial prosperity is right now oh, because I am he didn't say I was he said I am I am your joy I am your power so don't lose heart I feel like preaching in here well my brother he stinketh now and Jesus walks to the tomb and says I am the resurrection and the life so for four days back can I talk a little bit here you see the Jewish people believed that the body and the soul stayed together after death for 72 hours so somebody would have said he didn't really die but when he waited for over 72 hours according to their tradition the soul is now gone so now it becomes real resurrection when he walks up it did not matter that for four days bacteria began to grow releasing enzymes which dissolved the body from the inside and produced 
produces gas and the body is now bloated I've got news for you when there's a word from the Lord it don't matter how distorted your situation is just one word I don't know what you do but when trouble comes my way I only ask one question is there a word from the Lord I need a word from the Lord my house is out of control I need a word from the Lord trials on every side but if I get one word I wish somebody would understand give your neighbor a high five for the fourth time and say all I need is one word a word of confirmation a word of declaration a word that moves every satanic power out of my face it did not matter that for three days his features were unrecognizable and his body smelled like rotten meat so there were times when you don't recognize yourself you've been through so much you say to yourself why am I going through like this and God gives you one word and bring you back come forth come out come through come up one word come on out of there it did not matter that for 10 minutes after he died flies arrived and laid thousands of eggs in his mouth in his nose and in his eyes it did not matter that the eggs hatched and the maggots fed on the tissue it did not matter that the beetles feasted on his dry skin in 24 to 36 hours after his death it did not matter that for two days spiders and mites and millipedes ate the bugs and the beetles who ate the skin of Lazarus but when he said Lazarus come forth the spider had to spit out the mates and the mites had to spit out the millipedes who spat out the bugs and spat out the beetles and Lazarus come walking give somebody a high five say you've been in the grave long enough come forth come out of there with a fresh anointing come out of there with a powerful spirit come out of there with joy unspeakable and full of glory come out of there with your heart broken and your heart mended come out of there you're too gifted for you to stay in the grave you're too gifted for you to be on lockdown you're too gifted for you to have a back seat to anybody come out come out come out
gotta come out of there you gotta come out and when you come out tell them loose me and let me go I got something to do I got folk to bless I got a life to live a savior to praise I got power over the devil loose me loose me and let me go to work loose me and let me drive the devil out loose me and let me lift up the name of the Lord loose me shake your brother say come on out of there come on out of there this is your time this is your season this is your hour this is your day this is your day uh, come out come out come out Somebody look at your neighbor for the last time and say, neighbor, I'm out. Do you know about Jesus? Do you know about Jesus? What do you know about Jesus? What do you know about Jesus? What do you say 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 about Jesus? Didn't I tell you? Did not tell you Did not tell you I said everything is gonna Did not tell you Did not tell you Did not tell you I said everything is gonna All right All right All right All right All right All right all right, 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 all right. Did not tell you, did not tell you, did not tell you. I said everything was gone. All right, 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 all right. Right, all 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 right, all
There's an anointing in this place. He will set you up in order to open you up to a revelation that you would never have had if he didn't intentionally allow the situation to become so overwhelming that it's only God who could deliver. And when you grasp that truth, that it was God who brought me out, it gives you an assurance and a strength that you couldn't get anywhere else but from God himself. And he has a habit of doing that. He promises Abraham to be father of many nations calls him out at 75 he is 75 Sarah is 65 I don't know a woman in here want to carry a baby at 65 Sarah said am I going to have pleasure in my old age I'm old he's old I'm going to have pleasure. Now you see Sarah now. She wasn't concerned. About carrying the baby. Y'all hang with me now. She wasn't concerned about carrying the baby. 90 years old. Carrying a baby. She didn't concern about that. She said, shall I have pleasure? They don't worry about the carrying the baby. We're talking about making the baby. You know what I call that? A ridiculous blessing. See, many times we get blessings after we've been through something. She's being blessed going into it. He waited from difficult to impossible then here comes the miracle so as you see it seems like your situation is declining but he's leading you from difficult to impossible to miracle so you can know who he is is there somebody here who isn't born again if you're in this building and you're not born again, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust 
sweet refrain but wholly lean on Jesus name on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand we extend an invitation I can't preach and not invite you to come to the Lord Jesus Christ on Christ the solid rock I stand Every head bowed all over this building. On Christ the solid Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We preach your word. Touch the lives. I pray that this word will rest indelibly upon the hearts of every hearer, every viewer, online, in the building, wherever they are. Let this word rest heavily in their hearts. And we will give you the glory as their life changes. As they move from one evolution to the next. We give you the praise and the glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for smiling on us. We claim the victory. Somebody say in Jesus name. On Christ the solid rock I stand All the rock Is sinking sand Lift your hands in the room Father God in the name of Jesus Seal this word we received on tonight. I pray that the glory of the Lord, Jesus. as it has sat on this house tonight, Jesus. that it will sit on your house. The glory that's in this house will sit on your children. I pray that the glory that's in this house will sit on your marriage, sit on your finances, sit on your church sit on your anointing if you believe it scream glory in this room listen move quickly yes lord i will do I will do anything to see to yes. behold you, Lord. To behold you, come on, move quickly for your glory. I will, I will, I will. I will do anything. Three hundred, two hundred dollars. Oh, please come. Jump up, come. As the man of God lays hands on you, he's going to release something. Find your way here. The Lord said he's going to release your way. Find your way. The Lord said he's going to release something. Just to see. You need this oil. You need this hand. 
shall behold you. Something's been released. Come, 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 come. Find your way here. Move quickly while the anointing is For your glory, Lord. For your glory, Lord. I will do anything just to see you. Should we hold you? Should we hold you? For your glory. I will, I will, I will. Jump. Transformation is happening. Your business will prosper. Anoint yourself and lay your seat. Anoint yourself. 
Come on, everybody move. Grab everybody. your biggest seed. Everybody in this room, Walk we want to pray for you. Grab your biggest seed and move Turn now the to the altar. Father, we declare the heavens. Up in the balcony, come on. The Lord says, find your best seed and bring it tonight. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Come on and lay it on the altar. While the anointing is moving, run to the altar, run to the altar. Shut up, come on, move quickly. Don't miss your moment for the oil. Touch the altar. Come on, move quickly. Touch the altar. Touch the altar. For the glory of the Lord shall follow you home. shall follow your home.
happening here. Please go and get into the city. Find your way, everybody. We're touching and agreeing with you now. The heavens are open. Come, come. So much glory in the house. Find a seat. Borrow from a friend. We speak raises. And come dancing, come praising, come praising. Hey! Grab our chest Opportunity to give is an opportunity to increase your resources, and every meeting is different. So, when the opportunity is given, you come by faith. If you don't feel like giving, it's all right. But if the Lord is pushing you, it's a blessing. So, God bless everybody for coming. If you are still running, run quickly. Yes. can't change your story without a seed sometimes those who don't have things they don't have to give but if you don't give only men can give to you God can't give to a man who doesn't give and when men give to you it's always insufficient that's why we tell people even one city give it two city give it one day God is going to shift you of course economic people don't agree with that principle but that is what the Bible says and so I see a new blessing coming tomorrow night Papa Jews wanted to add tomorrow morning I said no you are tired <laughs> so tomorrow night is going to be the final and make sure you come with your family members wow Bishop what did you learn today he said God is setting you up it's too much clap your hands for the Lord for that message it's too powerful and so he made an altar call but I don't know whether because he was singing people didn't hear so in case you are here you are not born again 
you didn't hear the american english i come with ghana version you are not born again this is why i'm not singing i'm speaking you want to give your life to jesus wherever you are lift up your hands jesus want to save you jesus want to save you if you want to give your life to jesus anybody like that so stand up if you raise your hand stand on your feet and come to the altar to receive prayer and to receive your gift quickly yes wherever you are never say we didn't give you that opportunity god will always give everybody opportunity to be saved thank you jesus okay clap your hands for papa jones what a blessing what a blessing if today thank you for listening to this message we believe your needs were met and every word kept you in closer fellowship with the holy spirit want more find us on facebook by searching holy hill chapel ag or reverend kojo Bartendempa. or you can join our supernatural generation family you can also subscribe on YouTube by searching Kojo Bwatimempa for our video messages to further boost your faith. We look forward to hearing your testimony through any of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.